you all thought I had great procrastination skills until now when my procrastination has reached its pinnacle as I record this episode <laughs> at 6.30 p.m. on a Friday when the episode usually drops at 9 a.m. on a Friday. How did I accomplish this, you ask? Well, simple. I'm recording it from the future, from a time zone far ahead of my usual time zone and my usual ability to procrastinate. <laughs> so here I am on the other side of the world talking to you after coming through various harrowing experiences as I related to you before my many illnesses were coming to an end only to hit me suddenly on a 14-hour flight across the world. <laughs> and I got to become very familiar with the lavatory of the Virgin Australia flight. And I learned all of the songs they played in the in the restroom there. So that was the bright side. The other bright side is, well, I mean, there's not a lot of bright sides of evacuating all your various bodily organs on an airplane for several hours upon hours upon hours. But that's not really what we're here to talk about, is it? I'm sure you don't want to know the gory details about that. What we are going to talk about, however, is the show Big Little Lies, which I managed to squeeze in in between my visits to the lavatory. <laughs> I watched season one, so we're going to talk about what I think about that, and if you have not watched it and are planning to watch it, spoiler warning, you probably want to sp- skip the first half of this episode. After that, we're going to talk about why does God say no, and why does he say yes sometimes, and all of these various questions to which I don't have good answers because I'm posing them to you. I haven't fully formed my philosophy on this. I'm just going to ask a bunch of questions and see what you guys come up with. So it's on you to answer this back to me for once in this long succession of episodes where I tell you confidently what I've discovered is the actual truth on everything. (laughs) This one I'm not sure. Okay, so let's not waste any time because the next thing you know, we could all be in the bathroom. Okay, the show, Big Little Lies. If you don't know what the show is, this is an HBO show with Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailene Woodley, uh, who else is in it? A bunch of, fa- uh, Adam Scott, um, Alexander Sarsgaard, a bunch of famous people in the show. It's about a community in Monterey, California, on the coast bunch of rich people snobby rich people who go around unnecessarily helicopter parenting their children's lives and doing all the things that dramatic rich people do on television now i will say that this is very entertaining show it's well acted has compelling stars in it um it's decently well written for the most part as we'll get into and i do think that there's a lot of truth in it as i like to say about fiction if it tells a truth about life, then it's a good fiction. However, I took major issues with the ending, so I'm going <laughs> to discuss why I took major issues, and if you don't like that, um, just skip it. Okay, so what I liked about the show is that it did a really good job of showing how, well, first of all, let me just describe kind of what's happening in the show. So, Reese Witherspoon is a mom in this affluent community and she's like the annoying type A person who goes bulldozing around as one does. Um, 
And it's just about the drama interplay between all the parents of these kids at this really affluent school. So you have the new girl, which is Shailene Woodley, and her a dramatic past that unfolds throughout the show. Nicole Kidman, whose husband is abusing her, and nobody knows about it, and they think they have, like, this perfect marriage. And so all of these people basically are fighting about what's wrong with everyone else while hiding their own <laughs> skeletons in the closet, which is m- typical. Um, basically, it starts out, there's a, bur- there's a murder, but you don't know who died. Um, and... Uh, through the season, it unfolds how all, everything led up to the murder, um, and then you find out at the end who died. So, basically, the point is to show, well, I don't know if it's the point, but one of the themes of the show is that because you don't know who it is, and as the story unfolds, you realize that really it could be anyone who was killed or was doing the killing because it shows everyone's airs everyone's dirty laundry basically to the viewer um and the thing i liked about this that i think it did well was it showed how everyone is dark in some way everyone has secrets everyone could find something to get angry about about other people everyone could everyone is hiding something everyone has the ability within themselves to be the potential murderer or the potential murdered um and so it did a really good job of crafting that to show everyone's uh, everyone's a villain and everyone also is sympathetic at the same time and because people are so complex it's hard sometimes to decipher which is which and which is more within any given person so I think they did that really well. But what I didn't like about it, and this is where the major spoilers come in, is I didn't like that the ending, well, first of all, let me tell you the ending. Everyone has a reason to be mad at someone and potentially kill them, like over affairs or uh, kids getting beaten up and parents being mad about it or like rivalries between exes and... Um, this guy that's beating his wife and all these various things. Well, it turns out that all these girls who've been catfighting the entire show basically sort of come together and ha-ha girl power pounce on the abusive husband, push him down the stairs, and he dies. Now, the reason I have a problem with this is, one, first of all, like, the way it's played you kind of get the feeling that you're supposed to go like, yeah, go them. They they got the bad guy. The abusive husband got his just dessert, whatever. But really, truly, did he deserve to be killed? Like, yes, he was abusive. And yes, she needed to get out of that marriage. And yes, it didn't justify anything that he did. But should he have been murdered? I'm not so sure about that. And, I mean, like, they even took the time to make him a little bit sympathetic in that he didn't want to be abusive, but he was damaged as well. And they took a lot of time to show the dynamic where the two, they had twin boys 
Um, and one of them was learning from his dad to become abusive. Juxtaposed with one girl, Shailene Woodley's character, who was raped and had a kid from this rape and was fearing constantly that her son would be violent just genetically. So they took the time to show that, like, he wasn't necessarily violent because of genetics, but the son who was witnessing his father beating his mother was becoming violent because he had that example. And yet, show, inadvertently they showed that you are not inherently, that humans have control over what they do. They learn the things, we learn the things that we do, and we choose the things that we do both in combination. So therefore, does that justify killing this guy? If he also was clearly a damaged person and was unable to make the choices that he wanted to make because he had been so damaged, did he deserve to die over that? I don't think so. And then the whole vibe was like, just because the girls gang up on the bad guy um, and like come together after they'd been catfighting this whole time doesn't actually make it truly healing. Like, the wife is still damaged because she was beaten and then her husband died and now she's alone. The kids- oops, my alarm just went off. The kids are still damaged because their father died he, and he was abusive and now they don't have a father. The woman who pushed him is damaged because she had nothing to do with the situation. Yeah, she came in and murdered this guy and she's not gonna have any guilt about that. They were fighting this whole time and this one act of killing this guy is now suddenly going to bring them together and the whole ending scene is like this montage of them being happy on the beach because yay, no more abusive husband. Like, it's, that's not real. It doesn't heal people to just <laughs> kill someone. Um, yeah, so, so I think throughout the course of the story, they inadvertently showed the real principle that genetics don't determine who you are um, necessarily. What we choose to do determines who we become, the way we choose to act, whether we choose to (laughs) murder the person who we potentially could murder or not murder them. Um, They inadvertently showed that as real throughout the story. And then the ending was just like, whoops, uh, no, we choose to say, girl power, kill the abusive man. Um... So I'm interested to think if any of you have seen Big Little Lies season one. I haven't seen season two, so I can't speak to that at all. But that's my thoughts on season one. And I'm interested to know what you all think about it. Mm -hmm, So let me know. Okay, moving on. Next question is, why does God say no? Some, Some crazy things happen when you, as I am, are going all over the world ostensibly doing God's work, which I am. And a lot of uh i mean i'm not gonna say too much about everything that's happened but when you're doing mission work which is what we're doing miracles tend to happen or what what we see as miracles when you're in new environments and new cultures doing new things with new people um trying to tackle things you've never tackled before things go wrong always and we see god working always um but this is We've seen a lot of these things over the past couple of months as I've been out here doing this stuff and it's been interesting to me to see and wonder 
when we think about prayer and when we think about miracles and things like that, when does God work a miracle or what we think is a miracle? When does he not? Um, and are the things that we consider God's divine intervention actually that? When do we attribute things to God and when do we attribute things to, you know, our efforts or coincidence or you could say karma or whatever? This is a question that I've been kind of turning over and I'm not really sure the answer to it. So I haven't completely hammered out my own philosophy about it. When is God working? Because as you all know, going back to my favorite topic, the great controversy, the principles of the great controversy kind of say that God put this whole world here in motion. And then sort of he, since the fall, he's kind of washed his hands and just let things play out as they will. Yeah, he does intervene. He does sort of get involved when he's asked to in some ways, but for the most part, he just kind of tends to let things happen as they happen. And so when we pray about things or when we see miracles, when, when does God decide to do something or to not do something when we ask for it? Because as you all know, being Adventists, the traditional explanation uh, of whether things happen or not is if it is god's will you know if you lost your luggage and you don't find it it wasn't god's will that you found it or if some incredible miracle happened and you did find it well then it was god's will that you found it um and i i certainly it's no shock to you guys to hear that i don't necessarily like that explanation of god just kind of sitting on high dictating this will happen and this won't and I'll teach you this lesson and that that won't because, you know, for whatever reason, uh, I need you to not experience a miracle to teach you a lesson or whatever. I don't really think God governs the world in that way from my understanding of the great controversy, but it's also a little bit undeniable that sometimes crazy things happen that would, that don't seem like they would happen without a little bit of divine intervention. Um, yeah, the other thing we always hear on prayer is like, God has three answers to prayer, either yes, no, or not yet. Um, but does he, is he always answering yes, no, or not yet? Or is he sometimes saying, I'll help, Um, okay, here's an example. Uh, I lost my phone when I was in Cuba, I lost my phone. I was praying about it, of course, that I would find it before I left. I didn't. But I also was not devastated about it. I mean, I was, obviously, it's a pain in the butt to lose your phone. Everything was backed up, of course. But I had to get a new SIM card. I had to get my phone number ported to the new SIM card. I had to buy, you know, it was a pain in the butt. But it wasn't the end of the world. So, though I was praying for it and it didn't happen, I wasn't like, God, why? type of thing. But then I was thinking, while I had still lost it and and there was still the possibility of finding it as I had not yet left Cuba. <laughs> um, I was thinking about the fact that as, what's the verse that says something about like, as human parents long to give good gifts to their children so much more, our father in heaven, something like that, you know the verse. But I was thinking about like, 
Isn't it true that God always wants to answer our prayers? That if he can answer the prayer, he would because if he were a parent. I mean, you all know the parent. You all know parents. These parents (laughs) from Big Little Lies, they would do anything for their child, of course. Go to the ends of the earth for their child. Is that not his attitude toward us? Does he really take an attitude of like, "Um, I'm not feeling it today. I think maybe no, I'm not going to help you with this. for because of some lofty and high reason of oh i'm gonna teach you a lesson i don't know it seems to me that he would always be his default position would be to to say uh yeah you have the money to get a new phone you lost it of your own stupid stupidity but you know i would love to help you with this so if that's the case and if that's a correct understanding of god's attitude toward us what are the things that stops him? Because I think this is what I'm kind of leaning towards. And this is why I want to see what you guys think. Because I'm kind of leaning towards that God's default answer is always yes. However, there are things that stop him from being able to intervene. One being the great controversy and the rules of the great controversy being he can't violate free will. Therefore, say for example in this, because I don't know what happened to my phone. In this scenario, perhaps, hypothetically, I left it at church. Someone picked it up. They chose to keep it. And then would God... It was my own fault for being idiotic enough to leave it there. (laughs) So then is God going to go and violate someone else's will for my benefit? Would that be a reason that he would not answer that prayer? What are the rules of the great controversy that might prevent God from giving good gifts to his children when when we pray for things and they don't happen like in that case and then the other question is when things when crazy wild miraculous things do happen is it god really coming in and like meddling in in the world and doing things because we asked him to or is it also because a lot of times we just don't realize everything that's happening or we don't Like, for example, okay, here's another example. So, it was another case of people just doing things that probably weren't that smart. (laughs) And as a result, luggage was lost. And it was like one of those scenarios where these legit taxis, but also grifters are sitting outside the airport saying, hey, come on, come on, let me take your luggage, yada, yada, yada. And then sometimes just taking off with luggage. And it was like a scenario where that could have very easily happened and we lost the luggage and then it was a whole long process of trying to track down the van that had it and crazy coincidence after coincidence or miracle after miracle depending on your disposition (laughs) until the luggage was found in a case like that when we as christians attribute that set of circumstances to god's miraculous intervention through as a result of prayer most likely and faith is that really what's happening oh what would a what would an agnostic or an atheist say about that is it really a coincidence is it a result of tenacious searching for the luggage and are both of those true or neither of them true i'm not sure like, well, I'm not trying to say that God d- 
doesn't ever do anything because because i already maintain my position that if he can answer yes if he can help us he will because he loves to help us but i do wonder sometimes if we as christians in wanting to see god working in our lives sometimes attribute things to him that maybe just are happening anyway (laughs) like you know what i mean like when people say oh praise the lord i woke up this morning well you kind of were gonna wake up this morning ah i mean i don't know i'm not trying to drag the the idea of trying to see everything through the lens of god working in our lives but at the same time do we sort of wear the rose-colored glasses of oh everything is god doing everything for us and enabling ourselves to continue being babies and crippled by thinking that god is doing everything for us to the point where when it doesn't happen we feel abandoned but then uh, but then on the other uh, hand on the other side of the spectrum you have like nothing nothing is ever even miraculous things couldn't possibly be god and then you just end up thinking that he doesn't care or isn't involved or doesn't even exist or something because you don't want to believe anything could possibly be god where in the in between those two (laughs) in between those two far extremes is the, the reality and do we know what that reality is how much stuff do we just bungle ourselves and and we don't realize that we're bringing it on ourselves and then we can also have the ability to fix it ourselves by doing things that we should be doing and not having to pray about every little thing and then there's the other question that is the universe created in such a way that quote unquote you could call it good karma i don't know a different way to describe it easily um but that we don't realize that what's happening is just happening because that's how the world is set up like making your own luck type of thing good things good things beget good things and then you have the the rule the principle that we see in nature of the pareto distribution i think that's how you say it pareto 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 anyway or also known as the 80 20 rule um that 80 percent of the wealth of a society is held by 20 percent of the population and, it, and this is seen kind of in natural phenomena in human activities as well, according to Wikipedia. But but that, you know, that good things compound. And so as we try to live within the principles of reality, within the ethics of reality, within natural law, as we conform our haywire human fallen nature to the ideal, we put ourselves in that 20% to gain good things to become part of the to move ourselves on the into that section of the distribution does this make sense i don't know if this makes sense it's a very kind of um nebulous unformulated thing but i hopefully i'm conveying what i'm trying to say is like is the universe set up so that when we're living in line with the principles that god has set out for us when we're living when we're perfecting our characters or when we're training self to be selfless then basically we get good karma back because that's how nature works when you give love you receive love and it doesn't seem intuitive as we all know but yet that's the way it is the 
tithe works that way as well like is this a law of nature that we don't realize and we attribute it to when i pray god does things for me but really the universe reality the fabric is just set up that way i don't know i don't i don't want to diminish god's power but isn't that within his power to have created the universe that way so that when we come in line with with the way the natural laws that he's created he doesn't need to necessarily intervene (laughs) i don't know i mean this is a wild theory that i'm spinning right now for you so let me know what you think (laughs) like the circle of love this the circle of selfless love go listen to tim jennings he talks about this a lot um it gives back humanity gives oxygen to the plants the plants gives wait humanity gives carbon dioxide to the plants the plants give oxygen back to us the sky gives rain to the ground and the ground gives evaporation back to the sky all these various cycles of giving and love um and do some of the things that we experience as a good thing is happening in our life simply result as that cycle that natural cycle that we attribute to god intervening outside of the natural cycle this is kind of what i'm trying to say okay hopefully that made sense to you um or is god simply just meddling in our lives when we ask via prayer and testing us and using a magnifying glass on our antennae like bruce almighty says i'm just a little ant and god is sitting there with a magnifying glass saying yes to this no to that um that's a cute prayer but no um or let me do this miracle for you if only to show you how much power i have or let me withhold this from you so that you'll learn a lesson um isn't that really what's happening I struggle in my conception of the great controversy I struggle to believe that that's what's happening but I don't know the answer to this that's why I'm asking you guys what do you guys think why are some things that are impossible happening in our lives when we see miraculous things and then why are some things that we desperately more than anything pray for and plead for why do they not happen what are the reasons for those Sometimes you could just say life is unfair. Sometimes you could say unfair in both directions <laughs> in that, you know, the people who we don't think deserve <laughs> miracles to get miracles. And then when we really want something, we don't get it. Why? Why do all these ha- things happen? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting to think about, but I'm not sh- so sure the answer. So please let me know what you think. Maybe try praying for a miracle and see what happens, and then try putting yourself into the cycle of natural, selfless love, and seeing if you generate good karma for yourself and place yourself into the 20% in the Pareto distribution. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like an easy homework assignment for all of you guys? Okay. I don't know. That's all I really have to say. I... I'm still thinking about it myself. All right, have a good weekend.